Capitals Rookie Camp starts on September 16th. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals and comment anything down below. The Capitals season is coming, and I would love to talk Caps hockey with you one-on-one. And we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more information. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. In today's episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the idea of playing interleague games between the KHL and the NHL, that would be pretty interesting for the Capitals, considering that there are quite a few of Russian players on the team. We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about the number one overall pick in this year's draft, Connor Bedard, as he talks about his future in the NHL, but not just his, one of his close friends, Andrew Kristal. We'll talk about that, but just to get it going here, Caps rookie camp is just right around the corner. And what is one of the things that we know now for sure is the hockey season is just right around the corner. It is exciting as there's been this long off season for the Capitals. And we look to the future and ultimately what this new season brings for the Capitals. There are a lot of players that are going to be vying for jobs. Who are a couple of those players? Uh, Hendricks LaPierre and uh, Ivan Mirishnashenko come to mind. Ivan Mirishnashenko is on a rocket ship going straight up a lot quicker than anyone thought. When the Capitals drafted him uh, a couple years ago here, everyone was like, well, he has that Hodgkin's lymphoma and he has a contract with the KHL. Is it going to be a good idea considering his health and that he's locked up with the KHL? Well, a lot has changed. His health has improved. He's put in the work. He's bulked up. He's put on the weight that he's lost. And not only that, but he was able to terminate the contract that he had with the KHL and is now poised to at least at a minimum be with the Hershey Bears. But I do think there is a possibility that he breaks camp with the team and is on the Capitals to start the season. How crazy would that be? Some people say that is crazy. But if we take a look at it, um, Alexi Protus was another guy that came into camp last year. I don't think that he was necessarily penciled in to be on the big team, but he played so well that they couldn't send him down. Is that going to be the case for Ivan Mirishnashenko or maybe some other Capitals players? It is interesting to take a look at, but Caps rookie camp 
uh, is being held uh, September 16th and 19th. And uh, like I was talking about there, a lot of players are going to be vying for jobs. Mirishnashenko, uh, Hendrik Slop here, but not just him. Also, you take a look at the likes of Vincent Iorio. And other players like that that had uh, a coffee, uh, a cup of coffee with the big team last year. Uh, so, uh, you know, the thing, the interesting thing about the blue line for the Capitals is it is a bit crowded. Where uh, would a player like Vinny Iorio fit? I guess you know he would have to play so well uh, that they couldn't afford to send him down. But uh, I do think that anything is possible. Listen, there could be an injury that takes place. Maybe there's a player that just doesn't show up quite like we thought they were going to. Uh, we talked about uh, Alex Alexiev and the possibility, you know, that maybe he was going to be the seventh defenseman, but maybe he doesn't show up and play that well. Uh, then there's also the other players that were brought in in the offseason, Joel Edmondson, who we know we got from the Habs. You know, on paper, a lot of these guys seem like they are going to be knockouts, but sometimes things on paper aren't actuality. If you don't believe that, just take a look at Rodgers with the New York Jets. Uh, some things, uh, sometimes best laid plans go to waste, so anything is possible. But it is interesting, and it is exciting for me uh, about the prospect of a lot of these young players coming into camp, vying for jobs, uh, taking a look at the forwards that will be at the camp, Andrew Cristal, Ryan Hoffer, Brett Hyland, Jake Caraballa, Hendricks LaPierre, Ryan Leobold, Ivan Mirschnyshenko, Henrik Rabinsky, Alexander Suzdalev, Patrick Thomas, and Bogdan Triniev. So a lot of those are names that we've heard about for quite some time. Some of those are some new names that are, are new to Caps fans, but defensemen Connor Hall, Vincent Iario, Nick Lieberman, Adam McCormick, John McDonald, and Spencer Meyer, and then goaltenders. That's where it always gets a bit exciting for me is the goaltenders. I know who we have in net. I know that it's Darcy Kemper, and I know that it's Charlie Lindgren, but the future uh, is exciting. It's Garen Bjorklund, Mitchell Gibson, Antoine Keller, and Clay Stevenson loaded for bear in this the pipeline for the capitals in goaltending alone uh, is quite impressive so if there is any hiccups will you say if we say uh, this season at the goaltending department there are viable options down in hershey are the players that i just listed there are they nhl ready uh, probably not all of them but a couple of them might be um, as we take a look at hunter shepherd a viable option if something happens so it is exciting to see these young players developing into what will one day ostensibly be NHL players. And uh, that's what it's going to be about. Camp is going to be a battle for those positions. Um, and you take a look at Connor McMichael as well. He is going to be battling for a position. But as far as this rookie camp is concerned, I think there might be a couple surprising players there. I think that there, there is a real possibility that Ivan Mirishnashenko breaks camp with the team. Uh, Hendrix Lop here, I'm not totally sold on, I guess, just because he did have a bit of a bumpier ride in Hershey last year. It leveled out uh, uh, towards the end of the season and in the Calder Cup push. Uh, but, you know, what you need is consistency. They don't need a maybe on the team. Uh, they need a for sure thing. And listen, everyone is talking about, and I've spoke about as much, is that Spencer Carberry's here now, so it seems like a shoe-in for a lot of these young players. The young players that are vying for those jobs are still going to have to earn those jobs. They're not going to be just given those jobs because finally Spencer Carberry's here and it's going to be all young players. This is still a veteran-laden team, and it is going to be difficult for a lot of those players to, to break through that ceiling and find a spot to get an everyday starter job. And it might not even be an everyday starter job. Uh, I think that the positions that are going to be battled for are depth positions, seventh defensemen, things like that.
And, you know, I've talked about on the show, the seventh defenseman or, you know, the healthy scratches that are on the team that I think they would be best served to kind of cycle through on those uh, just so they don't get stale sitting in the press box. But um, taking a look at someone like Ivan Marishnashenko, if he does break camp and joins the Capitals, I do see him with a starting job. And everyone's like, Dan, that's where's he going to fit? I, I'm not so sure right now. I want to see how camp develops and then I'll be able to give you a more accurate assessment on where I think I would pencil him in but what is one of the things that we know is this is the second oldest team roster wise in the NHL and more prone to injury and more prone to taking longer to heal from said injury so uh, I do think it is a real possibility and then given the fact that Max Patch ready is not going to be ready in game one of the regular season. We know that for sure. When is he going to be ready? Is it going to be November? Is it going to be a crazy thing like December? We don't know. So I do think that on paper, someone like Connor McMichael is going to be able to be given a look just based on a spot in the roster, but someone could get injured. I hate to say it this early before the season has even started that injuries are possible. We know. So it is good to have those pieces and kind of be ready for the future. I do see Connor McMichael on this team this year. And I really do. As I record this right now in September, I do see Ivan Miroshnashenko on the Capitals. I'm not a hundred percent sold. He's going to break camp, <clears throat> excuse me, but I do think that it is possible. And if it's not in the beginning of the season, perhaps, at, an, at another point in the season, we see that where sometimes, you know, maybe a player's not getting the production or maybe someone's injured that they finally find a spot. I do think just based on Ivan and how he's progressed, you know, uh, again, everyone has kind of just painted him as like, well, you know, he's in the KHL and might be on the AHL team. Hey, uh, I say sky's the limit for a guy that has that kind of determination. Uh, and it's going to be exciting to see what he brings to this team. But I am excited. And as Caps fans, you should be pumped for this new season. They missed the playoffs last year. It's time to put that in the rear view and start talking about this season that's going to come and how this Capitals team is going to play on the ice this year. That is what is exciting for me. All right, so coming up here straight ahead after the break, we will talk about Connor Bedard and his thoughts on Andrew Kristall. Yes, he is not afraid to just give all kinds of credit and all kinds of uh, praise to his friend, Andrew Kristall. What did he have to say about him exactly? We'll talk about that coming up. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. And even if you're not that into the game you're watching, if you have a little bit of money on the game, it makes watching the game that much more exciting. You could bet on an upcoming Commanders game, for example. Just pick any team and get bonus bets. You can use bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts or on YouTube. I have a lot of great guests lined up and training camp is right around the corner and I've got you covered. So make sure and subscribe or follow 
Locked on Capitals today. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about number one overall pick in this year's draft, Andrew Cristal. And we know all about him. He's on the Blackhawks and every, you know, there's already so much hype around him. It's crazy uh, for a guy that has not played one minute in the National Hockey League. So much buzz around him. Why? Because he is already being dubbed as a generational player and maybe one of the best players since Gretzky and all these kind of crazy things out there. But there's another player that is associated with him, and that is Andrew Cristal, one of his close friends. Uh, and, you know, what do we know about him is he was picked in the second round, and everyone's like, well, if he was so great, why was it the second round? And if you're an everydayer, you know, I've had guests on here that said it was size, it was inconsistent play, it was his skating, all kinds of things. But I think that he is a great playmaker. His great friend, Connor Bedard, thinks he's a great player. So what is the real story on Andrew Kristall. It is a bit of an interesting story here uh, that there is all kinds of talk out there about how great of a player Connor Bedard is, but he is also uh, not afraid to talk about his friend Andrew Kristall and about how they've been friends since five years old. Uh, they did inline and ice hockey together, but all through it all, Bedard sees a constant in his longtime friend, pure talent that makes him one of the steals in the draft, writes the Hockey News. Washington should be very excited about him. He is one heck of a player, Bedard said. Uh, NHL Central Scouting had Kristall ranked number 15 among North American skaters going into the draft, and the Caps were ultimately surprised to see he was still available as they were on the clock at number 40. So, um, you know, sometimes uh, where a person is draft is important. Sometimes it's not. You know, I talked about in the previous segment, Ivan Mirishnashenko would have most likely been drafted higher if it wasn't for the Hodgkin's lymphoma. But that hasn't held him back. He is continuing to progress upwards. I don't think that we should pigeonhole Andrew Kristall, you know, as not being as great of a player at number 40. I just think that this year's draft was just really loaded with really great players. And uh, again, the interesting thing is he is never afraid, uh, Connor Bedard, that is to, you know, just pour on the praise on his friend, Andrew Kristall. And, you know, he is associating his name with him. So I don't think he would do that if he wasn't a legitimate uh, great hockey player. The 18-year-old is known for his creativity and playmaking skills on the ice and his hockey IQ is unparalleled. Follow that with evolving strong shot and quick hands and you have a strong two-way player with upside. So what is, you know, what is his trajectory? Do I see Andrew Kristall making the big team this year? No, but crazier things have happened. I don't see that happening. Uh, I do think that he will most likely uh, have to fight for a spot. But, you know, I do think that it is going to be uh, a thing where you will see Andrew Kristall on this, on this team in years to come. However, I've talked to different people. I talked to NHL prospects. I talked to Bailey from the Washington Post. That even though he was, you know, drafted in the second round, there is still the possibility he never plays an NHL game just based on you have to be really, really good to break into the NHL. So you can't get in there. Uh, you can't get into the NHL just based on the fact that a really great hockey player has heaped praise on you. That's just not the way it works. But I am positive about Andrew Kristall. I do think he will have a spot on this team. It's just the timeline and where he all fits in. He says, I'm a highly skilled offensive player. I can produce at a high rate. I like to bring people out of their seats and most importantly, win hockey games. Bedard easily agreed with Kristall's scouting report. I've just seen his development and there was never a time where he wasn't producing. Bedard said, adding, he just finds a way to do it and playing on a line with him is so fun. 
Um, so, you know, the thing of it is, and I've heard people talk about him is that, you know, that uh, uh, Chris Dahl would most likely have been even playing his stats would have even been better. It was just who was playing around him. You know, you can play on a line, you can be the best player. And sometimes you can find a way to break through. But if you're surrounded by, let's say, mediocre players, sometimes you're not going to appear as great of a player as you actually are. So how is that going to translate when he's playing around the likes of an Ovechkin, a Backstrom, that kind of thing? It's going to be interesting. The next few years will be interesting for Washington as they transition from this aging core with Ovechkin, Backstrom, Oshie, those kind of players. Uh, but then in the end, having a player like Chris Dahl in the mix who joins Ryan Leonard, Alexander Suzdalov, and more rising forwards makes it a promising future for the Capitals. And that's what I talk about all the time is that I'm not 100% sure what kind of season the Capitals are going to have this season but if you take a look at the future and if you know what I was talking about in the first segment there at rookie camp, if those players are even close to how they are perceived to be and how they're being sold to everyone, then I think that the Capitals will be a really, really good team in years to come and they will transition from being one of the oldest teams to one of the youngest teams. It's just going to take a few years. These things aren't going to happen overnight. And generally speaking, you don't see teams make wholesale changes unless your team is deplorable. And the Capitals weren't deplorable last year. I just think that the bar is set so high for them that if they don't make it to the playoffs, then they're terrible. Well, you know, if you take a look around the National Hockey League, there are teams that have missed the playoffs for years. And I'm not giving the Capitals a pass for not missing the playoffs or missing the playoffs rather. But I do think that I'm not going to say the Capitals were a horrible team last year. I think that they were up against it with injuries and uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, so to just say that, you know, the Capitals were horrible, I think that would be a bit short-sighted. So I do think that, you know, this is going to be a building year and it's going to be a year of assessing who is ready for their next big break. We don't know what kind of uh, Nick Backstrom is going to show up to camp. We know that he had the hip resurfacing procedure done. Um, but I think that this Capitals team is going to look a lot better as long as their players can stay healthy. The big ones, Carlson, Wilson, Backstrom, Oshie, that kind of thing. The players that are sometimes prone to injury if they can stay healthy. Um, and then, you know, if you take a look at it after the fact, that is after that, after, what is it, three years left with the Alex Ovechkin contract, then you will start to see these younger players penciled in. I do think that you will see Andrew Kristall in this lineup within the next, I would say, two to three years. It might be next year. I guess it remains to be seen what his progression is like. Again, I don't want any job out there handed out just based on resume or, you know, what uh, central scouting has to say about them. You know, that might be how well you played in the juniors. That might be how well you played in college. How well do you play in the national hockey league? That is what is of paramount importance. It's, you know, a sport of what have you done for me lately? You can't say, well, I was once a great hockey player. Um, that's just the way, not the way things go. You have to impress. Uh, if you have a long track record, sometimes you can kind of lean back on a former glories. But when you're a young guy, you've got to earn it and you've got to prove to everyone why you belong. And uh, I think the Chris Dahl's up for it. It just might take a little bit of time. All right, so coming up here, we will talk about the possibility of there being NHL and KHL games together. And is that ultimately a good idea? We'll talk about that coming up.
our next partner here is Jace Medical, and Jace Medical is really important. There are a lot of uncertainties in life. You need one certainty, and that is where Jace Medical fills in. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. Get going on care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created, doctor recommended. So don't be unprepared in life for what uh, life is going to bring you. You need one certainty in, in, in life, and that is your health. That is why you need Jace Medical. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the NHL is a lot like Major League Baseball and other sports for, let's just take a look at baseball for the longest time, is that years ago, it used to be just American League te teams playing American League teams and NHL or NA, uh, National League teams just playing National League teams. But what has happened the last, I don't know, five plus years is interleague games where you'll see an American League team playing a National League team, uh, which was kind of unheard of years ago. But ultimately, why did they do that? I think that they did that because they thought that the sport of baseball was getting stale. And how cool would it be to see this National League team play this American League team? Ah, it's just so crazy. Well, sometimes you have to do certain things to keep things fresh. And I think that's ultimately why they're toying around with the idea of the KHL playing games with the NHL. You know, there are a lot of players that come to the NHL from the KHL. How well would they play if they play together? It does seem like an interesting scenario, but not the first time it's been done. And if you just even take a look at the Capitals in particular, on who all the players that are on there, uh, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Alexiev, um, and then uh, Alexi Protus mixes in there as well. A native, uh, actually, he's a, a native of neighboring Belarus. But um, you know, uh, talking about how it would be if you know these American players who are the best of the best. You know, I'm going to dub them American. You know, if you take a look at the NHL, there's a lot of players that come here from around the world. But how would the Capitals fare with Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and Alexiev playing, uh, you know, and the Capitals playing a really great KHL team? How would the Pittsburgh Penguins play against a really great KHL team? This is where this all emanates from. I don't think there's a whole lot of traction there, but uh, that is what is being talked about. How crazy would that be? We wanted our teams to play with NHL clubs, Morov told Match.TV, according to Deep L Generated Translation. We would like Dynamo to play with Washington, for example. We are interested in NHL clubs where there are a lot of Russian stars, but NHL clubs have plans of their own. That's where that comes from. How great would it be? for a Russian team to play against an American team that has a lot of Russian players. Games between the two leagues are nothing new, but it's been nearly 13 years since the last time both leagues met on the ice. Two games were played overseas as a part of the 2010 NHL preseason with the then Phoenix Coyotes and Carolina Hurricanes meeting the Dynamo team and SKE St. Petersburg, respectively, writes the Washington Hockey Now. So that's what they're talking about here is just different ways 
to make watching hockey exciting. Um, and, you know, sometimes that's going to be in preseason games. But one of the things that has been spoke of is that the NHL in particular is trying to find ways to bring in new fans. They're trying to find a way to keep hockey fresh. How can they do that by doing different things like this, uh, the Winter Classic, the Stadium Series? So you could kind of put the KHL, NHL games in that mix as well. It's different ways to keep hockey fresh. And why the KHL is because the KHL is still seen as one of the premier hockey leagues out there. So I guess I would be interested in watching that. Uh, let me know on Twitter uh, or on subtext what your thoughts are on that. Would that be a good thing? to watch the Capitals play a premier KHL team. I think I would watch that. I don't know about if you guys would, but I do understand where they're coming from, where they want to keep the game of hockey fresh. So sometimes you got to do different things. Uh, and this is one of the things that is being toyed about. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever come to fruition, but they also noted that scheduling is made difficult by the fact that the NHL's regular season starts in October, whereas the KHL regular season opens on Friday. Uh, this piece. Uh, actually is from some time ago. This was from August 30th. Uh, so that would be the biggest conflicting thing is how would you make that work uh, just based on the NHL and the KHL schedule? There is a lot up in the air right now, but it is an intriguing thought to think about, you know, how would some of the premier Russian players for the Capitals play against uh, you know, a KHL team, something to kind of think about. And uh, I don't know if, again, I don't know if something like that's going to happen, but it, it's what you're seeing is the NHL trying to keep the brand of hockey interesting. So kudos goes to them. Uh, and the KHL, I guess, was the, the impetus of what brought the thought on. But an interesting thing to see if it'll ultimately happen. But I am excited for the NHL season. That is what's coming next, you know, right around the corner. Uh, it was a long off season uh, as we were talking about. And I've talked about on the show what could have been, what should have been. Well, I am excited to talk about new things, new games, new players, new trends, new everything, because you can only rehash things so many times. You know, what happened last year and what kind of player is this guy going to be? Real soon, we will be switching to shows five days a week next week, and it'll be talking about what players showed up at camp, who is really progressing at this position, who's going to be vying for a spot at that position, um, you know, any injury updates or, you know, any kind of buzz going around the NHL because the NHL season is ramping up. That is why Locked On is switching the NHL channels to five days a week to get all you guys prepared for Capitals hockey, for who is going to be vying for those positions. Will Mirishnashenko make the team? Will Connor McMichael get a starting role? It is really excited. Uh, an exciting thing to talk about who is going to make the team. And uh, I have you guys covered all season long. So in any event, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And are you a fan of other DC sports? Well, Locked On has got you covered. We have Locked On Nationals, Commanders, and Wizards. So no matter what major DC sport it is, Locked On has got you covered. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey and I'll talk to you again next time.